Hey G12 family, welcome to our podcast. We are so excited to have you here. We know this message will draw you closer to God's word, his will, and his way wherever you are. Enjoy the message. So I want to speak to you about uh, a message that I've, uh, I put as a title, Jesus is King. Come on. I saw the title of that album and I was like, I got to say something about it. You know, as Christians, we never had the chance to listen to Kanye West. Right? Like he came up with this album and it's so good. Do you like it? Have you listened to it? <laughs> Look, just to prove, I've, pre- I've listened to that song probably, I'll say like a thousand times. Because my kids, they just want to listen to this. Close on Sunday. Every time. And they want to go to Chick-fil-A. So, do you feel like going to Chick-fil-A right now? Yes? Okay. So, at the end of the service, who wants to take me? (laughs) So, you know, it's pretty remarkable because there is a word in the Bible. It's found on Philippians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. And the word says that at the name of Jesus... Every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledged that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know, that's a prophecy found in the book of Philippians. Paul wrote, I imagine Paul writing this, you know, these letters and saying, you know what? One day will come when every tongue, every knee shall bow because Jesus is the king. And that prophecy, imagine 2,000 years later, that prophecy is coming to pass. People that, you know, in another scenario, it will be impossible for them to say, to sing to these songs, to even recognize or hear or listen to the name of Jesus Name above all names. Now they're saying Jesus is the king. Imagine. That's pretty remarkable. If we think about it, I was, was, you know, preparing this message. And um, at the same time, I'm going to school. Uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Again, I got a hundred. Come on. Say wow. It's pretty good. Last time I got a hundred was probably when I was like in kindergarten. So, so I'm proud of myself. Um, and I was, I was reading and I was studying about the, the letters of Paul, how they were written in a very difficult time for the disciples. They were being persecuted. No one wanted to hear about them. They were hiding. And people, the Jews, they were waiting for a king. They were waiting for someone to save them. And then Jesus came up. They were like, what? We were waiting for someone to save us. And at first they didn't really understand. But now 2,000 years years later, we can understand that he came to save us because he wants to be our king. How many of you can say, wow? Wow. 
This is a picture that I like. It's a remote. And many of us, especially the guys, we relate to this. If you don't, then I don't know what you're doing here. What are you doing with your life? So, you know, I'm a middle, um, you know, I'm the one in the middle. I have an older um, brother and I have a younger brother. So it was always me. I got the middle seat in the car. I always got like the, you know, the short end of the stick. So they will play. And when I was a kid, they will play video games. And my remote, my older brother will do this to me. We'll, we'll go to a cell group. And the, the family at that cell group, they had a, I think it was like a, one of those old, what was it called? Atari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with the stick and one button. I was like going crazy because I wanted to play and they didn't let me. And then when I finally got the chance to play, I wanted to move the little thing. It was like the boxing game. I wanted to move the little boxer and it wouldn't move. I was like, what about I'm going that way and the thing is going this way. I found out my remote, my controller was unplugged. And then I'll tell my brother, I want to play. He's like, you're playing. You're part of my team. <laughs> right? And in life, we all have a controller. In life, you have your own will. And you choose who's king over your life. And whoever is king determines who makes decisions over your life. So many times we take our own decisions and we say, I want to live my way. I want to do it my way. I think this is what I should do. I like this. And you set out to do what you want to do. But how about this time you take that little controller of your life and you give it to Jesus. And he will take control of your life. He will take control of your decisions. And everything will prosper if he's in charge. How many of you can say amen? amen. How many of you can say amen? amen? Well, if you're old enough, you know this other remote, the, the other controller. The, yeah, that one. The little Nintendo. We have some people here. <laughs> so, you, you, did, you, did you play with that Nintendo, the, the older one? Yeah. Oh, you see the ones today, they look so much better. The graphics, everything looks super cool. But then, you know, my brothers will stay up all night playing, you know, what games? Mario, Mario, Donkey Kong, oh, come on. And then Mario, Mario, you know, will jump. That's the only thing you knew how to do, jump or go down. But I was thinking as I was preparing this and, and you know, thinking about the controller, that's pretty much our life. You, usually, we know how to skip problems or how we go under difficult situations. We just jump or go down, but we're afraid of facing the situations because we don't have no one supporting us and when you we know when you know that Jesus is your king you can face anything the disciples when they wrote these these words when Paul wrote about this it was Paul and Timothy and they were writing this and they were saying one day 
Jesus will be the king. One day everyone will know. Everyone will declare. But in those, in those days they were being persecuted. Paul, uh, I think he wrote this. These words, he wrote them from prison. But he, know, he knew that one day will come when everyone would say Jesus is the Lord. And he wasn't afraid of facing the circumstances. He wasn't afraid of facing persecution. He didn't go under. He didn't jump. He just faced every situation. And that's what we need to do. That's what we need to live by. We need to face our life knowing that Jesus is our king. If you know that he's your king, you won't be afraid. Even if someone comes and say, oh, now you're a Christian, you're going to say, yes, Jesus is my king, and I'm proud of it. Amen. Many of us are afraid of saying that we love Jesus. We say, oh, we go to this thing. Do you want to come? We go to this thing on Saturday. Oh, it's super cool. We have games. There is girls. There is guys, you know. But how about we say, we're going to go because you're going to meet your king, Jesus Christ. How about you tell other people about your king? How about you tell other people that he lives within you and you have the power, you have the strength to overcome every battle because he's your king. Jesus, when he was here on earth, the Bible says that crowds will follow him. But he wasn't interested in the crowds. He was, he was interested always into, he was always into individuals. So he, here, he's, he's here right now, and he's not interested in the crowd. He's interested in you. He brought you here because he has a message for you. He brought you here because he wants to speak to you directly. So many times we come to church waiting for something to happen. But how about we come to church waiting to hear from our king? Amen. How many of you can say, Wow. Now, I love that word. That's my thing. You know, people say amen. People say other things. I say, wow. So, <laughs> how about you say, wow. wow. Jesus is your king. Now, you got to say, wow. That's pretty powerful. Jesus Christ is Lord. And I was studying the word uh, Lord, which in the original Greek uh, the, the word is uh, curious. And the, the meaning of that word, which is found more than 700 times, that's just to let you know I've been doing school. Wow. That's another joke. <laughs> that's another joke. It's uh, over 750 times we find that word, and it's always related to Jesus. And the meaning of that word is... He to whom a person or thing belongs. So who do you belong? And then the definition continues about which he has the power of deciding a master of Lord. Who's your master? Who's your Lord? Who decides over your life? Who has control? Who do you belong to? When you belong to Jesus, you know that everything is going to be okay. Who or what has control over your life? 
So many of us live controlled by fear. So many of us live controlled by the situations. Oh, what people are going to say. Or so many of us think and live because of our job, because of the situation that we have. And we think that everyone is always uh, wanting to hurt or to do something bad to us. But how about we live knowing that Jesus is our king and he has our back. He's going to protect us. He's going to be with us no matter what. Say wow. So I want you to think about the chair. Because all of us in our, you know, in our little heart, we have a little chair. And we have someone or something sitting down on that chair. And that person, that little person is taking and is making all the decisions, big or small. All the decisions that we take every day, we have a little someone making those decisions. How many decisions do we take or do we make on one day? Imagine, probably like thousands. Since the first time you wake up, you think, oh, should I wake up or should I go back to sleep? Right? Say, wow. If you have your wife or next to you, say, wow. Because usually one of us wake up earlier, the other one wakes up later, right? <laughs> for one of us, it's easier. For the other one, it's harder, right? Say, wow. <laughs> so, as my wife says, guess who wakes up earlier? It's my wife. She's great. She's awesome. So, come on, come on. So, if you think about that little chair, think for a moment who's sitting in that chair right now. It's probably money. It's probably your situation. It's probably your job. It's probably uh, something that happened in the past. And you're making decisions based on that situation that happened. On, or that problem that you had a long time ago. It's probably that little voice that is telling you it's going to happen again. You failed once. You're going to fail one more time. Oh, you haven't achieved everything that you want and your life is a failure. You're going to fail in everything you do. But how about you remove everything that you have in your heart and you prepare way for Jesus to come and sit in that little seat. If he comes and he sits there, he takes all the decisions and everything in your life will be turned around only if you believe. How many of us make bad decisions and then we blame God because of the bad decisions that we took? But today, my desire and my objective, my goal with this message is for you to make one decision and one decision only. For you to give your heart, for you to give your mind, for the control of Jesus Christ. You're going to say, Christ Jesus, come and take control of every decision that I make, even if it's small or if it's big. And your life will be different if he takes and if he makes all the decisions. How many of you can say amen? So life is about ownership. Say ownership. Who owns your life? 
Let me tell you, no one else, no one else owns your life. No one. You cannot blame the person next to you because that person is not the owner of your life. There is a story in the Bible that I really like. Jesus, one time, he says, the, the people come and ask him, should we give money to Caesar? Should we pay taxes? And Jesus says or responds with a question, and it's there. He says, whose image is on the inscription? Whose picture is on the coin? And then Jesus says, then give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what it is God's. That's so powerful because in the, in the coin, people could see the picture of Caesar. But what he was really trying to say, he was telling them, now look in the mirror, what image do you see? When you look in the mirror, what picture do you see? And what he was telling us is that when we see the image and we see we were made in the image of God, in that moment, we belong to him. He says, what image is it on the, on the coin? Is that Caesar's? Then that belongs to Caesar. Now, what image do we see on ourselves? Do you see Jesus in your life? Then that means you belong to God. If you see Jesus, that means you belong to God. You belong to Him. Paul wrote every tongue. Every tongue will say, will acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Lord. How about we declare that tonight? And we say, Jesus is the Lord of my life. Why don't you say it with me? Say it one more time. Jesus is the Lord of my life. One time, Peter was with Jesus. And Jesus came. That's in Matthew chapter 13. I mean, 16, verse 13 and 16. And it says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? So they say, well, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? And that's the same question that he's asking today. You know, nowadays you can ask people, and people have an opinion about God and they have an opinion about Jesus. And some people say, well, I don't know who Jesus is. You know, it was one of the most searched words on Google last week, Jesus. Now you say, wow. Come on, give it up for God. Jesus is king was among the, you know, the most searched as well. And then the other phrase that was like really popular on Google search was, what does Christianity stand for? You know what that means? 
That means that people that never heard the message of Jesus Christ are, are listening and they're ready for someone to tell them, Jesus lives in me. Jesus lives in me and now he needs to dwell in your life. So nowadays people have an opinion about God and people might say, well, I know that Jesus is someone that appears during past, um, how, you, how do you call Semana Santa? Um, Easter, Easter. You know, it's that man that appears on Easter and every year we hear about them. We hear about the stories of that person that came and he lived within us. But Jesus tonight is asking you, who do you think that I am? Who do you think that, who do you say that I am? Do you say that I am Jesus, your Savior? Or do you just say, well, he's a nice person to know of. He's a nice person to listen of every week at church. But are you ready to say, you are my king? Peter went on to say, Bible says in verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ the son of the living God it was the first time someone recognized Jesus as king it was the first time someone recognized Jesus as our savior and it was a powerful declaration and still is a powerful declaration if you confess if you say Jesus is my king let me tell you he's gonna give you a gift how many of you want gifts how many of you want to learn a powerful tool? Say, wow. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, this is, the, this is the, the main part of the message. And I hope you take this home and you apply it every day. So when Peter said those words, I know and I believe that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus went on to say, Jesus answered and said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Now, he says, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Do you want to be a rock? Do you want to be a rock? Do you want to be the foundation for other people to see that Jesus dwells in your life? Jesus said, now you are my rock and now on top of you, I'm going to build my church. The church is not built by four walls. The church is built by people that are on fire for God and are ready to recognize and say, Jesus is my King. Come on. Now, listen to this. Because this is powerful. It says, verse 19. Well, last part of the 18. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it now verse 19 and i will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heavens so how about when you recognize that jesus is king you also discover who you are 
when you recognize Jesus is the king of your life you recognize and you find out you discover who you are because you're not just one more person you're a child of God you're being chosen by God to live in this generation and you've been chosen to make a change and to become someone that helps other people how about you discover that you have the power to create the power to create is within you God said that we have the power of life and death and that power is within our mouth and Jesus said to Peter now you have the key and with that key you can bound and you can lose whatever it is that you want so you have power in your mouth when you say Jesus is my king you're declaring it even if it is by faith you're declaring it over your life when you declare Jesus is your king you have authority in your mouth and in your words and whatever you say will come to pass so if you're going through a difficult time how about you say I know Jesus is my king and I know that he's with me and I'm gonna overcome this battle I'm gonna overcome this situation if if you're here for the first time let me tell you a relationship with Jesus Christ could change your life forever I came to know Christ when I was five years old I came to a church pretty similar to this in Bogota Colombia and the first time very first time I went I was sick I had a heart murmur and uh, arthritis doctor said I was, I was gonna be on a wheelchair by the age of 15 but that very first time I went to church something happened I got to know Jesus and Jesus became my king and my king had the power to heal me my king had the power to save me and not only he had the power but he did it he has the will to do it and he wants to do a miracle in your life even if this is the first time you come to this place let me tell you he wants to do a miracle in your life my my life my family was completely transformed from that day on only because of our relationship with Jesus Christ so I want to encourage you today if this is the first time of or if you've never given your life to Christ this could be your day this could be a day for a new start a new beginning you can give your life to Jesus and everything will change you know when we know that we have the power we know that what we confess has power so if you say something negative guess what those words have power if you say oh I'm a loser guess what you are if you say it's gonna be hard guess what it's gonna be hard but if you say I know Jesus is with me he's gonna be with me all the step of the way all the way he's gonna help me he will do it he will do it he will do it he will do it 
when Paul wrote these words every tongue will declare every knee will bow they were being persecuted it was impossible for them to believe but he was telling the disciples he was telling the church of the Philippians he was telling them don't worry you're gonna believe because one day will come and that day has come we are seeing the miracle because someone received that word and someone believed that they have the power you have the power in your mouth so if you're facing a difficult time I want to tell you one thing Jesus is your king he wants to do a miracle if you're facing a difficult time I want you to say I know Jesus is here with me and I know he will help me I know he will be with me I know he will be with me Jesus extended that blessing to the whole church Matthew verse 18 on chapter 18 it says truly I tell you says Jesus whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven we have the same power you have the same power so you just need to start declaring the word on Monday when the difficult situation come that's when you need to turn on Jesus is King and to declare Jesus is the king of my life and I know he's gonna help me I don't know what it is that you have to declare but declare it and do it with faith do it in faith because you know that your words have the power so when you know that your words have power you're careful with your words be careful with what you say be careful when things are not going the way you want it and sometimes we want to say something that we don't have to say or we shouldn't say don't say those words I, I don't know if you're married if you're married raise your hand if you're married come on okay those of you know what I'm gonna say so so many times we have some we want to say something and then you say to your wife I want to say something to you but I know you're gonna get mad have you said that if you're married have you said that only me come on don't make me feel bad here leave me alone so so many times we say that I've said it you know oh I want to say something but I know if I say it you're gonna get mad and then she's like come on say it I'm not gonna get mad and then you say it in life it, the same thing happens we know that we shouldn't say those things but we still say them because just because you know just because you're like oh and you declare a negative word you know you shouldn't say it but you say it anyways so how about you learn that you have a key in your mouth and you take care of that key and you know that that's the key that opens the heavens on top of you so if you say I know this week will be the week of my blessing that blessing is gonna come to pass that blessing is gonna come to pass
So in your finances, if you know that you need an, a miracle in your finances, why don't you declare, I know this is going to be the week of my breakthrough. This is going to be the week of my miracle. And that miracle is going to happen because you have a key. You have a key in your mouth. You have a key. You have a key. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before you go, make sure to click the follow button so you never miss what's new. We would love to connect with you. You can follow us on Instagram at G12Church and share with us how this message has impacted you. Until next time.